Hello there, and welcome to another episode of the Salt Mines X-Wing Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the backbone of the X-Wing community. That's right, people just like you, doing what they can to get better at the game. I'm your host, Sailor Joe, and today I wanted to do things a little bit different. I did want to continue on, uh, or I, I guess we'll call it a series on reading through the rules reference, but I wanted to add another little bit in here. Uh, I know... Uh, a couple episodes back, I talked about adding a new section, and in the last episode, I totally forgot about it. But one of the things that I've noticed in looking over the, the data behind my podcast is that I get a lot more involvement from you all when I talk about lists that uh, I have designed or helped design or that I thought were good in some way, shape, or form. Um, so... Today, uh, as kind of a, an apology for missing last week, and um, kind of set the tone for this, I wanted to go over just seven lists. I know you guys are thinking, whoa, slow down, man. We don't need to do seven. But uh, you'll, you'll see the reason behind it. And the reason that I am I'm, doing seven lists, I'm doing one for each faction, and I, it's... All lists are four ship builds that revolve around the initiative four uh, pilot skill, and the the reason for that is is one I believe that you have some pretty solid lists here. Uh, fours uh, is the average ship count right now. Initiative four has uh, some pretty good pilot abilities and. This is just something that I don't really know how to explain it, but I have thoroughly enjoyed building at Initiative 4. So without further ado, let me go into these four lists. Um, and you can, please, if you have any, any suggestions or things to change, let me know. Uh, I'm, I'm all about improving lists for the uh, betterment of the community. If you want to try any of these lists, please do. I don't have any copyright or anything on them. Please try them, fly them, let me know what you think. Um, if I could change anything, whatever. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. We're going to start with the Rebellion and work our way across. So starting with the re Rebellion, blah, 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 the Rebellion, we have... Uh, Braylon Strom in the B-Wing with Hopeful, Tractor Beam, and Stabilize S-Foils. Dutch Vander in the Y-Wing with Hopeful, Proton Torpedoes, and R4 Astromech. We've got Jake Farrell in the A-Wing with Starboard Slash and Proton Rockets. And Garvin Dreyas with R4 Astromech. So we have a lot of synergy in here, which is what you kind of expect from the Rebels. There's one change that I just noticed that uh, I'm going to want to do to this to kind of give this list just a little bit more punch. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to take Starboard Slash off of Jake, and then I'm going to use that point to put R3 Astromech onto Dutch. Now, it doesn't make his ability trigger twice, but it makes him more of a threat. And the idea is uh, you want Dutch to be the first ship to go down. Um, and 
the reason for that is the synergy and the hitting power of all the other ships is really good. So you kind of want to give your opponent incentive to go after Dutch so you can have these other heavy hitters out there for the last. So that's that's my list for the Rebels. Moving on to the Empire, we've got Ved Falso, Foslo, sorry, I can speak, with in the TIE X-1 with fire control system, Fifth Brother in the TIE V-1 with homing missiles, Major Vermeil in the TIE Reaper with Intimidation and Darth Vader, and Lieutenant Kestel in the TIE Aggressor with Disciplined, Ion Cannon Turret, and Thread Tracers. Now, the uh, Thread Tracers and Discipline, well, Discipline, we all seen how good that is. The Thread Tracers are to give locks to everyone else. Major Vermeil's job is to just get in the scrum as quick as you can and make it so the rest of these ships are hitting that much harder. And then Darth Vader on Vermeil, of course. We, we all seen why that's good. All right, next, moving on to Scum. Now, there's a lot of different ways that I can do it. This is the one that I went with. If you have any other ideas, and this goes across all of the factions, uh, please let me know. I'd, I'd be happy to put your list, uh, to talk about your list or your variation of this these lists on the podcast. So, for Scum, we've got Joy Rekoff in the Fang Fighter with Cutthroat and Ion Torpedoes. Genesis Red in the M3A with Cutthroat and Proton Torpedoes. Constable Zuvio with Composure and Proximity Mines. And rounding out the list is Bosk in the YV-666 with Cutthroat, Greedo, and Contraband Cybernetics. Now, we all know how each of these is uh, potent on their own, and I think the combination of all these together, and this kind of goes across all the lists, the combination of these ships together has the potential to be deadly. All right, moving on to the Resistance. We have, actually, I've, I put a Y-Wing in one of these lists, believe it or not. So uh, we've got Wilsa Tetchlow running R4, Ion Bombs, Wartime Loadout, and Proton Torpedoes. Kazudo in the Fireball with Heroic, R5, and Advanced Slam. Greer with Heroic and Advanced Optics. And Karakun with Heroic and BB-8. Now, um, there's there's a lot of things that that I want to talk talk about. Obviously, uh, Greer is probably the best A-wing that's out there with his ability to rotate his arc no matter what. Um, Kazudo is a good flanker and a good high initiative killer. Uh, Wilson's probably the weak point in the list, which would seem odd to make her the most expensive. But having that wartime loadout with those proton torpedoes and ion bombs makes her quite the threat. So if everyone goes after her with her nine hit points on one agility, then that's going to make Kazuto, Greer, and Care all hit that much harder. So again, with with these lists, and I, I probably I don't know if I've said it yet or not, but the idea is you you're I'm list building in a way to kind of suggest that my opponent take out a certain target first. And I might place my ships on the board 
to go into that suggestion because I want them to tar have a certain target priority. All right, next we've got the first order. Now I actually have flown this list and it went terribly for me to be completely honest, but um, to be fair, I completely underestimated my opponent and flew into a trap. So I haven't had a chance to fly it since then, but here's the list. It's Ember in the Thai BA with Juke, Scorch with Fanatical, and he's in the foe, Recoil with Predator and Proton Rockets, and Nightfall in the Thai Whisper with Fanatical, Predator, and Enhanced Jamming Suite. Now, um, I've, I really want the Thai Whisper to be a platform outside of uh, just Kylo Ren. That's the same with the silencer um, you can see in this list. And I think it has some legs, but you have to fly it completely differently than you fly Kylo, which I think is the challenge behind it and what uh, a lot of people have trouble with is they get used to a specific way of flying a chassis with a certain pilot and then it's hard to wrap their brain around flying that chassis a different way with a different pilot. So this is one of those times that you have to do that. And as someone who has a lot of time on the board with uh, uh, Kylo in the Thai Whisper, uh, this is it's it's a difficult challenge for me. But it's something that I want to try because I believe that I four is still a menace, or can be a menace, in the game. All right, two factions left. Let's talk about the Galactic Republic. Now, this list, I've had a variant of this list going for uh, probably about four or five different points changes right now, just because I like uh, the Padme-Luminara combination. So here's the list. It is Luminara in the Delta 7B, Padme in the Naboo N1 with Juke and Plasma Torpedoes, Anakin Skywalker with Juke and Plasma Torpedoes, and Kickback with Thread Tracers. Now, obviously, you can see what I'm trying to do here, uh, but the idea is uh, do as much damage as I can, uh, preserve the life of my ships while they have the ability to inflict damage, and, but the real downside of this list is it just doesn't have a big offensive punch. And I haven't figured out how to do that yet. So, please, if you have, have ideas, please reach out. Again, so I'm looking, so the criteria, if you have ideas, is four ships all at the initiative four. All right, moving on to the last faction, we've got CIS. And... Uh, if you know anything about CIS, you're probably like, well, there's really only four ships that you could put in here. And you're right, but don't let that distract you. I still think this list has potential teeth. All right, so we start off, we got to have General Grievous in there. And we're going to load him up, Outmaneuver, Imparvium Plating, and Solus One. Next, we're going to throw in one of the Tri-Fighters. You may not have heard this one. That's fine. It's got kind of a weird ability, but D-I-S-T-8-1. 
And this is ability is, while you defend or perform an attack, you may spend one Calculate token from a friendly ship in the enemy's firing arc to change one. So basically he has a dead ability. So because he has a dead ability, we just want him for his three-die gun. We're going to give him Independent Calculations, Elusive, and Intercept Booster. Next, we've got DBS-404. Loaded out, as you would expect. Landing struts, advanced proton torpedoes, and afterburners. And then finally, rounding off the list, we put SureTech in the Nantex. And we want SureTech to have the survivability the best that he can, so we're going to throw in Snare on him and Gravitic Deflection. So there you have it. Seven lists, all four ships at Initiative 4, all kind of sort of suggesting to my opponent to take out a certain ship first hopefully playing into my hands and letting the rest of the list do what needs to be done. So again, if you have suggestions, uh, please shoot them to me in an email, uh, hit me up on Discord. However, I'll be more than happy to take those suggestions on board. Maybe I'll tweak them a little bit and we'll uh, get them on the podcast. All right. So with that said, let's go ahead and move on to our uh, reading from the rules reference or not the rules reference the rules forum on from amg so next question zam wessel determination of in an enemy ship's firing arc op is zam considered to be in an enemy ship's firing arc while at range zero of the ship that is that normally can't perform attacks at range zero answer Yes, a ship's firing arc include all shaded arcs on the ship's token, plus all turret arcs, if any. A ship is in an arc if any part of its base is inside that area, even at range zero. All right, next question. What happens if you roll defense dice early? All right, OP. What happens in the case where the attacking player rolls their dice, but before they have a an opportunity to modify their device, their dice. Ah, the defending player rolls their defense dice. My assumption was that the roll will stand and the attacker just gets to know what the defending player's dice result will look like as they modify their dice. But I can't find any official ruling on this. Answer. An attack consists of the following steps. Declare target. During this step, the attacking player identifies and names the defender of the attack. A, this is 1A, measure range, 1B, choose weapon, 1C, declare defender, 1D, pay costs. Attack dice. During this step, the attacker, attacking player rolls attack dice and players can modify the dice. Step at 2A, roll attack dice, 2B, modify attack dice. 3, defense dice. During this step, the defending player rolls the number of defense dice equal to the ship's agility value, and the players can modify the dice. Step 3A, roll defense dice. Step 3B, modify defense dice. Step 4, neutralize results. Step 5, deal damage. Step 6, aftermath. The players need to complete all parts of the game in order, in that order, belay that, players need to complete all parts of the game in order, in the order they should be completed, and each player has to confirm a step is over before moving on to the next step. In this 
In this example, the defense dice were rolled too early and the result should be removed from play. Once, once both players have completed step 2 of the attack, they would proceed to step 3 and the defending player may roll their defense dice. Sorry, I had to take a, a quick break there. So basically, what I was saying is, uh, is I've been kind of playing this wrong. So you wouldn't go with the results. You'd just remove them from the game and you'd have to roll again. That's actually very good to know. All right, next question, genius and thermal detonators. OP, after completing a maneuver during the activation phase, can a ship equipped with both genius and thermal detonators drop up to two bombs as specified on the thermal detonators card, or is it limited to a single bomb dropped as stated on the genius card? This one was actually answered in a previous episode, but uh, we'll go ahead and read the post again which is no, thermal detonators are dropped one at a time, and each thermal detonator dropped counts as a single instance, instance of dropping a device. Genius specifies that after you fully execute maneuver, if you have not dropped or launched a device this round, you may drop one bomb, not two. All right, next question. Rush being destroyed and initiative seven attacks. OP, hi rules team. The FAQ in the Rules Reference Guide, page 35, in reference to Rush, the Tyvian silencer says, Question. If Rush becomes damaged during the engagement phase, before the Initiative 2 step, causing its initiative to become 6, what happens? Answer. Rush engages at the current initiative step after all other ships at that step have engaged. Two questions to do with this. If Rush... Rush becomes damaged and destroyed in the same attack. Do they still engage at the current initiative? For example, if they had lost their shields and suffer four damage in a single attack. The second question, does the above answer still apply if Rush is destroyed by initiative seven attack, such as aided by Rorik Garnett and the Hawk, Han Solo Rebel Gunner, or heightened perception? force upgrade, causing them to engage at the end of Initiative 7. Answer. If Rush, in the Tyvean silencer, is damaged or destroyed before Initiative 2, but after Initiative 6, Rush engages at the current initiative step after all other ships at that step have engaged. Simultaneous fire would occur and Rush would be able to perform their attack before being removed. If Rush is damaged and destroyed at Initiative 7, as such, Rush would, Rush would now be Initiative 6, and they would be removed after all ships at Initiative 7 have engaged. All right, next question. Modified TIE LN clarification. OP, please clarify the modified TIE LN scum, not stabilizers. While you move, you ignore asteroids. The rules reference does FAQ does a good job of explaining ignore obstacles to include overlapping, moving through, and barrel rolling. Does the TIE LN only ignore the effects of the asteroid if it completely moves through? What if it overlaps an asteroid? Is there a situation where a modified TIE would take damage from an asteroid? Can a modified TIE barrel roll over or through an asteroid? Thank you for your time. Answer. The modified TIE LN's fighter ship ability reads, not stabilizers. While you move, you ignore asteroids. 
So as long as the ship is moving, it ignores asteroids. A ship moves when it executes a maneuver or otherwise changes position using a template, such as barrel rolling or boosting. If you were to finish your maneuver on an asteroid and were unable to move off of it, you would no longer be moving and would suffer the effects of being at range zero of an asteroid, i.e. the ship would be unable to perform attacks. All right, next question, Daredevil and linked initiative, linked actions. OP, I thought I saw at the UN answer something similar, but now can't find it. For instance, on a Fang Fighter, can you Daredevil boost and link to a focus? Do you treat a white, do you do a white boost and treat it as red, but don't get to add the linked action before the stress from the red boost hits? and will end up double stressed? Answer. No. As a cost to attempt to perform a red action, a ship must gain one stress token. If you use Daredevil talent to treat the white boost action as red, you would be unable to perform the link action as you would be stressed before adding it to the ability queue. All right, and the last question that we're going to read on this episode, Ogden Oppressor Ability Clarification, OP. Does the Onderon Oppressor, if I could read it right, need to, does the Onderon Oppressor need to complete slash fully complete the barrel roll in order to gain, in order to benefit from gaining a calculate if stressed? text. After you barrel roll or side slip, if you are stressed, gain one calculate token. Situation. The ship attempts a barrel roll, fails, gains a stress. Does it also gain a calculate? Not being questioned, Onderon, stress, performs a white side slip. Even if it bumps or lands on an obstacle, still gains a calculate, Fully performed maneuver is not part of the card text, and it is a gain, a calculate, versus an action. Answer. Yes. The Onderond Oppressor in the HMP droid gunship needs to complete the barrel roll in order to trigger its pilot ability. If an effect that fails does not trigger... Blah, no, if... An effect that fails does not trigger any effects that would occur after a ship resolves that effect. All right. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. I hope you have enjoyed it. As always, please consider supporting the podcast in whichever way you can, whether that's leaving a podcast or leaving a review, not a podcast, uh, leaving a review, however you consume it. Or if you would like to become a patron, there are many great options to doing so. Uh, the main benefit being you support everything that I'm trying to do for the community. You get awesome tokens at the end of every quarter that I custom design and send out. And you get entered into the monthly ship drawing. This month it will be an Ada 2 Actis. And next month it'll be a Lat Gunship. So, things to look forward to. And remember, the higher the level, the better prizes you get. As you know, I like to end every podcast with a question. And my question this week is, 
which one of the seven four for four lists did you like the best and which one do you think is the most competitive thank you very much for listening this is sailor joe signing off You're not alone.